You're listening to the iterators of the Imperium. Hi, I'm Miss, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Ryan. And you're listening to Season 3 of the Iterators of the Imperium podcast, the podcast in which Ryan is the expert on Warhammer 40k, and I am the noob trying to learn about the Warhammer universe. And as you guys can see, for Season 3, we do actually have visuals on our podcast, and it is in flames. It's in flames because we're talking about the traitors. So yeah, let's get into it. So Ryan, what's today's topic? No, actually, no. Wait, I'm doing the intro, right? The oh yeah, you were being cocky. You you thought you knew, so let's hear it. I just to iterate here to say from the last episode, I was kind of cocky and <laughs> promised to to rehearse the intro for you guys to hear about the traitors. So should I just start? Oh, whenever you're ready. All right. So I am a theoretical super baby. That's what I am, right? I have no idea what's going on in the universe around me. I'm just a little innocent baby floating in my little incubation pot. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally unaware of all the horrors there is in the, the galaxy the galaxy I am within. Uh, the year is somewhere between 700 and 800 of the 30th millennia. Uh, and Slanesh has just been born, taking his first breaths, which the Eldar kind of got messed up by. But the, the, the warp storms were then uh, dissipating, and the Emperor was free to start crusading and stuffs, right? <laughs> and at this point, right now, as a baby, I'm crashing into some planet that Ryan will tell us about momentarily, because... I don't know which planet it is. Mm. Uh, and I will be found by the native people or wolves. Oh. I, I got to add that one in. Wolves are <laughs> always an option. <laughs> also an option. And soon people and myself will notice that I am different because of my unnatural powers or super strength and, well, unnatural growth. And being 10 and feet taller than everyone else. Exaximundo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much got it up until the... Uh, <laughs> the planet part, which we don't know who what is, so you take it away, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, man, man, I thought you were handling it this time. <sighs> wait, didn't I do that? Oh, wait, no, I don't know which planet it Ryan. <laughs> I wish you could see how much of this episode I could just bump onto you there. You were really rolling with it. Like, imagine, I, I was like, I, I have, like, the backstory for every planet now of the remaining traders. I could just go with whichever one, right? It's like, I and am way too prepared for today. I'm the main iterator for today, just start speaking. Oh, so, would you like to see where we're heading today? Sure thing. We are heading over to the Ultima Segmentum, to a planet called Nostramo. Ooh, pretty. Yeah. So this is about as far out as you get in the galaxy. Um, so interesting thing that I'm going to give you a bit of info about, right? See, yes. see this kind of hollow map that you can see, like the outline of it, right? Mm -hmm. That is like the border of what, of what we know as Imperial space, right? Yeah. And outside of that, there is still areas. It's just areas that the Imperium basically does not claim to have any control over, <laughs> typically because oh. they have no interest in it. So, like, away up at the uh, galactic north, northeast kin area, you have the Halo mm. Stars, which uh, nothing has ever returned from. <laughs> so no okay. one knows what's out that way. <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
obviously Nostramo is right on the edge of this of this uh, kind of border for the Ultima yeah. Segmentum. And I'll show you what's on the other side of that part. It's so you can see kind of where that border would be, this kind of line of stars along the edge of the Ultima Segmentum there. And outside yeah. of it is this area called the Ghoul Stars. The Ghoul Stars. Yeah. So Nostramo is right on the border between like Imperial Space and the Ghoul Stars. And the Ghoul Stars are basically a space hellhole. Because the <laughs> the aliens that are there are like alien to the aliens, right? Like what? the Eldar look at the, the aliens that are in this bit and are like, what the hell are those? What is this creature I'm spectating right now? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Like uh, it said that the creature, the aliens that live out there, are so alien that they are basically supernatural creatures. Huh. Yeah. All right. The stars. Like, they're right up there with demons, right? Like no oh. one gets what the hell is going on with these things, but these are biological, <laughs> and it confuses the hell out of everyone. Yeah. Uh, just to give you an idea how bad it really is out there, there's a Necron dynasty in living in that bit. Okay. That's just one of the issues that's there. Yeah. In, in the in the like current day lore, there is like an active Necron dynasty running out of the Ghoul Stars, as well as all the other crap. And there's only three groups that really pretend to have anything to do with defending it. Because yeah. uh, there's a few areas of humanity around this area, right? Um, so the Kokaradons and the Death Watch, both, like, they're space marine groups in the current day that both, like, claim to protect it and, like, protect the people within it that are from the Imperium. And in reality, mm. all they do is uh, make sure nothing gets out of the Ghoul Stars into Ultima Segmentum. Uh, there is like one space marine chapter that's like in here every day protecting the people of this place. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. terrible place. And we are starting off with <laughs> the planet Nostramo here, right on the border of it. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, we'll see how long you think it's amazing for when we get further into this. <laughs> well, I like the bigger screen, by the way. Also, I just want to add, if people are watching from YouTube and all listening on Spotify, you can actually watch the video as well on Spotify. Not many people know this, but... Oh, yeah, uh, you absolutely can. So yeah. you can actually see uh, visuals on what Planet Ryan is talking about right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is Nostramo, right? And mm -hmm. I'm going to do what we usually do now and give you a little bit of info about the planet because I feel like it helps with, with setting a scene for you, you know? Oh, it does. It does. 100%. Yeah. So this is a world, as you might guess by looking at it, of constant nighttime. It is just it's dark. always dark. Right. But is it, is it only like a one side because I don't know that that's the sunlight on the other side of the planet. So it is constantly dark all around, but it's a combination okay. of reasons, right? Okay. So. The primary reason is that this planet is a is in a synchronous orbit with its moon, which means that or through sheer bad luck, it, it's ended up that it's in a constant state of a lunar eclipse. The moon yeah. is permanently between the planet and its sun. 
So yeah. very little light gets past to the planet itself. But there is a second reason that makes it permanent nighttime. And that is? It's a, a massive cloud layer around the planet of pollution. Because yeah. Nostramo is a mining planet. Because it happens to have massive natural resources of adamantium. So mm-hmm. you obviously want to mine it because that's ridiculously uh, valuable. So they can yeah. sell it off for tons of money. But for the sheer amount of mining infrastructure they needed to do that, what they've ended up doing is blanketing their entire planet in pollution, which blocks out the sun even more. Ah, so it's just like a layer of like pollution. Yeah. Wait, oh. it's actually, it has a term, right, Ryan? It has a term, it's light pollution. That's actually a thing. I've heard about this before. That makes it, you can't see the stars at night and stuff, stuff like that. I, I've heard about this before. Obviously, this is like very thick, though. Not like, you know. I was light. under the impression that light pollution was pollution caused by light, not interfering with light. So No, no, no. Like, wait, is it? Yeah, I believe the reason we can't see the stars at night in like heavily populated areas is because of the sheer number of fake lights. They cause like a haze effect in the atmosphere. I believe I could be wrong. I will. Wait, I actually think. Yeah, I think I'm on the wrong with this one. I actually think that's the correct term with like uh, but, big cities and all yeah. the artificial lights. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think that's. Yeah. Sorry. Disregard what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. You learn something today, viewers. You learn something. Uh, yeah. Just don't listen to me. Just listen to Ryan, and you learn a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh. So there are a couple of effects that having a planet that's in constant nighttime and is an industrial planet to the degree that Nostromo is and is so heavily polluted. There's a couple of effects it's had on the populace. Uh, Any guesses what that does to the population? Well, if they don't get any sunlight, there's no vitamin D. So So they've all got rickets. (laughs) Yeah, they're all like pale as shit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, right, that's the first uh, side effect of it, is the entire populace are, like, albino pale white and have black eyes that have adapted to see in the dark. I know who did. Uh, I don't know who this is, but we talked about this before. They have, yeah. like, yes. Ah, I remember. They, they look like demons or some shit. No, 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 you're thinking of the salamanders with their red eyes. You're thinking of yeah, Vulcan's dudes. Because the, they, ha- they have the, like... A obsidian black skin because of their planet and they have the red eyes so they look like <sighs> demons these ones look and like this... uh, dark elves from D&D this is why I moved from Warhammer Noob to Intermediate because I know what stuff is I just mess them up sometimes <laughs> but, but I know what stuff is now at least right <laughs> just can't quite place it but yeah you know the stuff yeah. in the middle it's just Warhammer is so big man I swear yeah. to God but it's we're so going to solve that problem bit by bit I know. bit by bit so the other effect that this like terrible environment has had on the populace is that basically everyone has descended into crime and like murder. Yeah. So like the entire populace of this world are criminals, basically, <laughs> to some degree or another. Place. What a lovely place to be in. <laughs> yeah, it's truly awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's so bad that only the really rich people can afford synthetic lighting. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? Okay. Uh, 
So yeah, this planet is just rampant with crime, and it's pretty miserable because it's always nighttime. Uh, but sadly, today this is where you landed. Oh God! So we begin as per usual with your incubation pod hurtling down through the atmosphere, down through the pollution layer, and striking Earth, right? Or Nostromo yes. in this case. Yes. Now, as a child. You were alone in this dangerous world, right? You fought mm-hmm. and you survived alone. You like it was it was so bad. You were hunting feral animals for food. That was how you oh, ate. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You were like hunting down feral dogs in this like, in back alleys just to have food. That's how bad yeah. this was. Because you were alone alone. <laughs> oh god. So uh you ended up in this city called Nostramo. Hold on. Nostromo Quintus was the name of the city, right? Uh, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that actually all the cities on the planet primarily were called Nostromo and then something, but whatever. Nostromo Quintus is the one you ended up in. And yeah. it was here that you were skulking around in the back alleys and in the shadowy streets, <laughs> eating feral animals to stay alive. Mm, what a lovely upbringing, huh? Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> Of, of course it does, it's Warhammer. <laughs> yeah. You spent this time that you were, you know, surviving like this, plagued by horrible visions of the worst futures imaginable. Oh, fantastic. We saw my psyker. Well, you're by one of the ones powers. that can see the future, at least. You're a seer, at least, Ooh, like Sanguinius seer. was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, so, did I say psyker? I'm sorry. Seer. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm messing up with worse there. But, ah, don't yeah, worry about okay. So, mm. nothing. Just continue. I'm okay. Just so, so as time goes on, you became somewhat of a vigilante, right? Because mm-hmm. you were watching these crimes being committed for so long, because you were just skulking around in the dark alleys and stuff like that, hiding away from people because you don't know how they're going to react to you or anything like that. Nor does it yeah. benefit your survivability dealing with humans. So. You would constantly see these crimes being committed, and eventually you got to a point that you were like, fuck this, and you got involved. So you started uh, intervening whenever you saw a crime being committed in front of you that you felt strongly about. So if you saw someone trying to murder someone else, you would go and you would, you know, stop them murdering people. And obviously, initially, this would be basically just involving yourself, and then the murderer would probably run away. Because this yeah. crazy nutcase just came out of the shadows and attacked them <laughs> while they were mid-crime. But eventually it got to a point that you were chasing these people down afterwards and, you know, putting an end to their criminal antics permanently. Permanently? Permanently. <laughs> we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving them a good chilling off, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With <But>. your fists. <laughs> With their own weapon. With their own shoes, probably. (laughs) Just to make a point. (laughs) This obviously advanced further, so it came at a stage that you were actively just trying to kill people that were committing crimes. And that, again, started off with, like, crimes of the moment, which were, like, when you see it going on in front of you, and then gradually progressed to you going for, like, the leadership of the city... (laughs) So you took down a bunch of, like, the corrupt uh, hierarchy of the city. They just disappeared overnight, and no one knew what happened to them. And then it was political figures. A bunch of them disappeared overnight, and no one knew what happened. 
And then before yeah. uh, before anyone knows what the hell's going on, there is like known criminals, dead bodies piling up in the streets, just brutalized beyond reckon like beyond be, uh, being able to be recognized as who they once were. Yeah. Right. So there was like criminal leaders and stuff like that, well-known murderers, things like that, being like found beaten to death in the middle of the street, just left there. Yeah. And it kind of just got worse from there. <laughs> but within a year, the crime rate of Nostramo Quintus had fallen to almost zero. Now, that sounds like a okay. good thing, doesn't it? That's, it does. That sounds like a silver lining, at least, to all the murder. <laughs> but yeah. the city had changed, right? This was not the place it once was. The city, as it was now... People told ghost stories of this dark, shadowy figure lurking in the streets. Like, mothers would use this as a way to scare their children into behaving. Right? Mm -hmm. And this was the horror you had brought. But it was to such a degree that the people had imposed a curfew on themselves because they were afraid of going out after like after a certain time of night because they thought it made them more likely to be attacked by you whether you were a criminal or not you were afraid of this like ghost story that was going around basically haunting yeah. the streets and this is it that you were this ghost story now but yeah. who were you really the people only really knew you as the night haunter. Yeah. I I, I I think I know who it is. You know who you are? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? <laughs> because he was the first Primark I ever was like, oh, God, that's so freaking cool, right? When yeah. he gave me in season one presentation, mm -hmm. it's Conrad Curse. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I remember. I was like, wait. It's like Batman. It's like Batman. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing I remember when we talked about Warhammer in season one. I was like, oh God, that sounds cool because yeah. I love Batman. Conrad Curse. Conrad let's go. motherfucking the Curse. Night Haunter. Let's go. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh. Like, oh. actually, we did mention that earlier. Like, you could see on my face, like, we just did visuals, like a light bulb that just turned on over <laughs> my head. I swear. It was like, oh, God, I know who it is. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. Oh, you could see it in my eyes? I oh, was like, God, yeah. On. I got I to gotta, I gotta leave. I got to just, you know, figure this out. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, you now stood on a precipice. You had a choice to make, right? Mm -hmm. And one day, you made this choice, right? You had realized that you were the only evil, the only criminal, the only murderer left in Nostramo Quintus. It was just yeah. you. So you made your choice, and one day you presented yourself to the remaining members of the city's leadership. Right? Mm -hmm. I assume it was like a council meeting, and you just like kicked the door open. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but okay. this, is, this is the kind of... like The story of... The Night Haunter is not one that is told or has been recorded in the Imperium that we represent. But it's still yeah. a story that must be told. So, the details are, you know, there's gaps. So, we don't know how you went about this, but you presented yourself to the leadership, or the remaining leadership of the city. So, yeah. I'm going with kick the door open during a council meeting. Like, they're all it's sitting arguing about par parking fines, and then you just boot the door open, <laughs> lightning flashes, it starts raining, it's whole thing. 
<laughs> Don't fear, because I am here. <laughs> Actually, uh, you should probably fear, because I am here. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. So after um, a very brief introduction uh, to, like, from you to the uh, council members, uh, you were officially instated as Nostramo's first monarch. Okay. Yeah, they made you like king of Nostramo. Hey, let's go. Well deserved, I would say. Well, I mean, if yeah. you can get them to agree to it that quickly, then yes. Yeah. So, with you in charge, Nostramo Quintus, just this city, sees a new era of peace and efficiency. Primarily because anyone that committed a crime was hunted down and brutally murdered by you. Yes. So there's that. Uh, so the fear kind of got over everyone on the same page, so everything just worked a bit smoother. Which is yeah. nice. So you had such a powerful effect on Nostramo Quintus that, like... Everyone on the planet heard about how the city had like turned around, but they also heard of, you know, the Night Haunter. <laughs> so a bunch of other cities started doing the same thing with like the self-imposed curfew, and then following the kind of the new way of doing things, where no one was a criminal and everyone was like working together really well. Because they were all afraid that if they were still committing crimes, you would just turn your attention towards their city. Yeah. <laughs> So, they all lived in fear, even though you were miles away and could do nothing to get to them. <laughs> that was the aura of fear you exuded. God, I'm badass. Oh, hell yeah. I'm badass. So, while doing all of this in your new leadership role, you also began to learn, right? You were now with mm. people and you had access to their knowledge and their libraries. So, you learned, as all Primarchs do. Yeah. In your learning, you found an interesting prophecy about Nostramo, right? Yeah. It was the coming of a great and powerful being which would spell the downfall of the world. And mm -hmm. this day was soon to come. Okay. Because not long after you ended up in charge and things started kind of going a bit better, mm -hmm. uh, you stood before your palace to greet a delegation of newcomers, right? Yeah. So I'm going to explain this from their point of view, right? The Emperor and four of his kids, Fulgrim, Dorn, Lorgar, and Ferris Manus, all have just arrived in this section of space. Because yeah. the, this is really far out, and the Crusaders finally made his way this far. They get reports of the Night Haunter. The Emperor is immediately like, we're going there. The Emperor knows who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So the, f or the five of them, along with a few other dudes, a few other soldiers and whatnot, turn up on this planet and then walk right through uh, Nostramo Quintus to meet you. Mm -hmm. And when they get there, you are standing outside of your palace waiting for them. You've been watching them walk up this like main road towards you. Mm -hmm. You were just there, in the shadow, just standing, staring at them. <laughs> now, you got to remember that the Emperor is a pretty radiant figure, 
right? Yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. kind of glows, right? And this is a planet of darkness. So the people couldn't even actually physically look at the emperor. Those who even dared to were immediately blinded. Okay. You gotta remember, everyone on this planet, their eyes have literally evolved oh, they, to see yeah. in the dark. So they can't handle the light. Yeah, I was about to say, like, they physically can't tolerate the light anymore. Yeah. Only the rich people. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. These are like people with, like, mole eyes. They cannot handle the light. <laughs> so they looked at, some people looked at the emperor and were just immediately blinded. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Now, as this delegation of weirdos start uh, start to get close to you, you are overtaken by your visions, right? Yeah. And the visions you have this time are of a future so horrifying that you couldn't take it for a single second longer. You fell to your yeah. knees and began trying to claw your own eyes out. Just so you wouldn't what? have to see it anymore. Yeah. Like, you could not handle it at all. And as you're, you know, on your knees trying to claw your own eyes out, you feel a hand on your head, and the pain immediately passes, and your mind is cleared. Okay. Now, you realize your eyes have not been torn out. You are not injured in any way, shape, or form. In fact, you're pain-free, interestingly enough. And you look up and you see the Emperor's face as he's looking down at you and he says, Conrad Kurz, be at peace, for I have arrived and intend to take you home. And you stand because you don't, you can't bear to be on your knees, right? Mm -hmm. You refuse to be on your knees for this man. You stand and you say, this isn't, uh, that is not my name, Father. I am Night Haunter, and I know full well what you intend for me. Oh. So, for the record, I want you to know, Conrad fucking hates being called Conrad. <laughs> right? He well, doesn't think it's actually his name. His name is Night Haunter, as far as he's concerned. Yeah. The Emperor just named him Conrad Kurz. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are a bunch of iterations through the whole of the Horus Heresy where people keep calling him Conrad and he's just like, Night Haunter! How hard is that to remember? <laughs> I am Batman. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's like that. <laughs> I am Night Haunter. <laughs> it's his version of just screaming Night Haunter at people when they say his actual name. He's an existential crisis. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, from this point on, you were part of the Imperium, right? Yeah. Uh, you were introduced to your brothers. Obviously, you met the four that were there first. Uh, Fulgrim, Ferris, Rogaldorn, and Lorgar, who had all mm -hmm. come with Emperor. And you were actually not given your legion right away, because you had never oh. led an army or anything, right? You had been a leader, yeah. but you had never been a warrior as far as like a, a military standpoint, right? No. So no, you need to yeah. learn the ways of the Imperium. Like a lot of them, he had brought up to like tech and stuff. You need brought up speed with like the military aspect of it. You know, strategy and yeah. shit. Um, yeah. You'd very much been a bounty hunter until this point, a one-man army kind of thing. And realistically, what they need is you to be at the front of a hundred thousand-man army, and those are very different things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they get Fulgrim to teach you. So you spend a little while training under Ful Fulgrim with him teaching you the ins and outs of things and oh, pretty nice. soon 
you are a full-fledged Primarch, ready to roll. Hey, yo, I'm cool, by the way. You look point. like Dracula. <laughs> yeah, I like it, though. It's a cool look. I'm like an emo, emo Primarch, you know? Yeah, like Korax. <laughs> we all had that phase, Ryan. Don't, don't, don't tell me. If anything. I ever get out of that phase, I'll let you know. <laughs> Wait, what? Hi. Hi. Hi, I see you. So, obviously, Fulgrim taught you the kind of strict doctrines of the uh, Imperium, but during your time training with Fulgrim, your visions obviously advanced further, and they became more yeah. vivid. And at this point, you were having visions of this this terrible civil war. Realistically, just the heresy. You were having visions yeah. of the heresy and of Fulgrim and the monster he was going to become. And you told him all about it. But he kind of just thought you were nuts. <laughs> so Why? Well, because why would any of that be real? And you were obviously quite clearly slightly unhinged anyway. I mean, okay, with my background, it makes sense. But it's like, if people know that you are a seer or have, like, see, like, you can see into the future, those kind of powers, surely they should trust it. Yeah, but I think that, like, you got to remember, it's everyone... It's isn't it? It's, yeah, it's basically just in his background. Everyone's kind of, like, untrustworthy of anything like that in 40k. Like... Most people don't trust psychers and stuff like that. Even the ones of, like, the Thousand Sons that could see the future. Most people yeah. don't trust that kind of shit unless you're part of that group. So, mm. the fact that, like, like a few of the Primarchs can get visions of the future, but this guy's mental, so why is there any reason his vision should be trustworthy? Right? Yeah. Plus, yeah. at the time, it was such a ridiculously outlandish idea that any of the Primarchs could ever fight each other, never mind one of them turn into a half-snake monster. Like, yeah. you got to remember, they don't think chaos is a thing yet. They don't even know the concept of chaos. Never mind turning into half a demon. Like, it just sounds like nonsense on the face of it. Yeah. So, he kind of just brushed it off, really, and just thought you were a bit nuts. But, that aside, once you were ready, you were given your legion. The 8th legion, the Night Lords. Which is a pretty fucking yeah. cool name. Oh, yes it is. Hell yeah. So, we're going to go on to, like, your fall to chaos kind of part now, right? Alright, yeah, because I, I was kind of wondering, why do I fall into to chaos? Well, you're already right? nuts. <laughs> and you're being well, plagued then, with visions of a monstrous future. But my principles are good. Your principles are sound. That's a, that's a very important detail, right? Yeah. You have a very clear kind of... What's the term? I guess just principle, yeah. You have a very clear kind of set of principles you live by. And that's yeah. why you do the things you do. You're guided by this. It's yeah. like a code of conduct you have for yourself, right? There's always a reason behind everything. It's never just nonsense. Yes. Right, I'm going to tell you now, this dude's storyline is so unbelievably convoluted that we do not possibly have time to cover all of it. So I'm going okay. to try and go for main details, and we'll go through all the ins and outs of it in the next season when we cover the Night Lords. Okay? Alright. Cool. Yes, sir. Glad you're on board. So, the fall for Conrad begins with you discovering that your legion is tainted, Right? Yeah. Nostramo had obviously become the homeworld for your legion. 
which means that they provide aspirants for you know becoming new members of the legion right mm -hmm. they provide them as a tithe so as a tax basically your intention was always to bring the world's best and brightest but to dodge that tithe, the planetary leaders had just emptied their jails, sending you the murderers and criminals, so that they didn't have to deal with, you know, having them in jail. Yeah. So they hadn't been sending you the best and brightest, they'd been sending you the worst and murderiest. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So by the time you found out this was going on, it was too late. Your legion was already corrupted and tainted from the core by all yeah. being murderers and criminals, which is the thing you hated the most. So you yeah. hated your legion at this point, right? right. You hated That's every single one of them because none of them could be trusted anymore and they were all exactly what you hated most in this entire universe. Yeah, all I've been fighting against is what I have to deal with. Exactly. So, so yeah. along with this, Nostramo also fell back into its criminal ways without you there to kind of enforce peace through fear. Mm -hmm. So without you as a deterrent, they all just became murderers and criminals again. That's fun. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. And you also began to kind of lose some control over your legion. They were becoming a bit more kind of feral. Purely because the majority of them at this stage were already criminals beforehand, and now they were just super criminals. Right? Yeah. So why would they listen to you in the first place, kind of hang? Uh... So your visions obviously started to get worse because they just kept getting worse as times went on. Your whole life, they became progressively worse and worse and worse and more and more yeah. vivid. So around this point, you it's even showing you visions of your own death at the hands of an Imperial assassin. So you know oh. how you're going to die down to the hour. Oh, God. Yeah. That must be, uh, <laughs> that must be some uh, <laughs> information to have. Yeah. Well, look what did Sanguinius. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it got him murdered, so... <laughs> uh, so, moving forward a little bit now, uh, because of all of this stuff going on, you've been kind of on edge, so tensions have been really high, and you had some run-ins with, with your brother Primarchs. Namely, yeah. Vulcan. You almost came to blows with him, right? Yeah. And... A little bit after that, while you're crusading with uh, Dorn and Fulgrim, you found out about Nostramo falling back into its criminal ways, and you were obviously devastated by this because this is what you've this is this was your whole legacy and it's gone, right? Yeah, it is devastating. So you went to your brothers to try and you know talk it out, and hopefully they'll kind of you know give you some moral support, some you know emotional support. Yeah. So you go to them, you explain what's happened to Nostramo. And this is obviously just Fulgrim and Dorn, because you're with them at the time. And you don't really get any support from them. They kind of are just like, eh, whatever. Brush, they just kind of brush it off. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Like, it's the equivalent of basically just going, oh, just send like 10 Space Marines back to fix it and move on with your life, who cares? Kind of thing, <laughs> right? And you obviously are about to explode because of this, right? Yeah. Because that's obviously real upsetting. But then Fulgrim goes one step further and tells Dorn about the visions you'd had about the heresy. And you had only mm -hmm. confided in him because you two were close at the time. Mm -hmm. 
Now that's a massive betrayal to you. You've never told anyone about your visions other than Fulgrim, and he's just went and told Dorne for no, like, with no justifiable reason. So you are ready to explode <laughs> at this point, right? You are fucking raging. You are about as upset and angry as you have ever been. Yeah. And then Dorne makes the smart move of confronting you about these visions you've had. Because how dare you have visions that make them look like bad guys? <laughs> so you severely wound Dorne and murder a bunch of his kids that were guarding him before getting on your ship and fucking off back to Nostramo with your fleet. <laughs> oh, God. So you snapped a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. It's <laughs> a, a, a little snap, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you take, uh, you just bail, you take your entire, like, Legion's fleet back to Nostramo. When pursuing vessels catch up to you, they get there just in time to see your ships bombarding the planet with laser bombardment from orbit <laughs> to the point that you blow up the planet. <laughs> oh, God. So Nostramo is fucking gone. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, you know what? If you're not going to play ball, I'm just going to nuke you all in, uh, in like, the nth dimension. <laughs> it's my way or the high... Oh, actually, no, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's my way or incineration. <laughs> yes. So that's what you did. <laughs> not to get the red kid, not to get incinerated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. That's insane. So this was, like, the ultimate tipping point for you, right? You started kind of, you started hearing whisperings from chaos, for God's sake, right? Yeah. So chaos started to like infest your thoughts from this point forward, right? Mm -hmm. This was like the 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 action that caused you to be like, I guess uh, this is the action that made chaos able to interfere with you to you know involve itself with you. Yeah. Right. So, from this point on, you started to get corrupted by chaos more and more and more. Yeah. And your legion started to become, uh, I guess, harder to handle, right? Their fights were becoming less and less justified. It was becoming harder to explain why you would be in any of these wars that you're in. Yeah. And eventually you were just killing for the sake of killing, right? So, when Big Brother Horace finally came calling, you were all too happy to accept his offer and join Mm -hmm. up with the bad guys. (laughs) And (sighs) your your treachery was finally made uh, made public knowledge, I guess. Official, I guess. Yes. Yeah. When at the drop site massacre, you helped to murder three of your brother legions. And... Because Vulcan started shit before you were, you know, evil enough to stab him, uh, you kidnapped him and then spent a while just torturing him, trying to figure out how to kill him. And that's that whole event is where we get the uh, you forget one thing, brother. It's also a hammer bit from. <laughs> okay. That was how your kidnapping of Vulcan ended. <laughs> so you get hammered okay. in the face after a very snappy one-liner. And what a snappy one it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, actually, I like Conrad Kurz. He's a cool I guy. I feel like this is so, it's so sad. I know. 
Uh, wherever he is, he's definitely going up in the tier list. I'm yeah. just saying. I'll, I'll give you a look at the kind of the kind of guy he is now. This is him punching his way through the uh, through the like armor glass of a dropship. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Still. <laughs> Still cool. Yeah, I like his claws. Cool guy. Uh, they're kind of cool, like Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. It's like a hybrid, well, like I, a hybrid Marvel DZ. <laughs> it's actually more like Sabretooth, I think, because they're actually on his fingers. Oh. You know? Yeah. Might be honest on there. Anyway, so after the whole Vulcan thing, we actually skip forward two years to get to like the next major event here, right? Mm-hmm. So about two years after the whole Dropsite Massacre thing, you basically start a very long series of events which are essentially just you terrorizing Lionel Johnson and Rebute Gilliman over by McCrag. Yeah. So you're basically just running around McCrag being a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, it's like an episode of Benny Hill. It's you running around blowing stuff up and setting fire to stuff while Rebute Gilliman and Lionel Johnson chase you around. <laughs> Uh, eventually Sanguinius ends up involved Uh, but that's that's another issue this is over with the whole uh, Gilliman starting his his, second Imperium and stuff because they're all trapped into that area of space it was during that that you're running around being a terrorist (laughs) so you were just terrorising the good guys that thought the Emperor was already dead and it, it all kind of ends up with you eventually being captured and imprisoned by the lion. But oh. here is an awesome uh, picture of you battling the lion on the crag. Oh, it's looks pretty epic. cool. It looks like something uh, from a movie. Oh, yeah. It really does. You need a filmatization of that. Oh, it's just a matter of time, mate. Henry Cavill's oh, on it. Is. I'm sure of it. Oh. <laughs> Do we actually have any updates? Oh, this might be a... No, actually, we can talk about that later. Yeah, not now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's too big of a, a topic, so yeah. Fair enough. So, along the way through all this kind of stuff, you had became convinced because of your visions that the heresy and the bloodshed and your eventual death at the hands of an Imperial assassin were all mm-hmm. the Emperor's plan all along. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You tried to convince Sanguinius of this, and he was having none of it. Uh, and when it eventually gets to the point that Gilliman, the Lion, and Sanguinius can go back to Terra to try and, you know, save the day, but it is blockaded by uh, Horus's fleet, obviously. As we know, Gilliman and the Lion agree to act as a distraction so that Sanguinius can get there, right? Yeah. At this point... Uh, up until this stage, as I'll show you here, you had been a prisoner of the lion since your capture, right? Yeah. You'd been on his flagship, imprisoned. But at this point, when these two agree to be a distraction for Sanguinius to be able to get through, Sanguinius takes you with him, claiming that you mm. will face the Emperor's judgment, right, when they get back to Terra. But as soon as you get onto the ship... He explains that he is uh, he is going to Terra to face the destiny he has always seen for himself, right? And he thinks that in facing it, rather than trying to avoid it, he can potentially change it. Yeah. So 
he says you have to do the same thing, which obviously means being assassinated. And when he takes you onto the ship, he puts you into a stasis coffin, explains mm-hmm. this to you, and then explains that it'll probably take an assassin a couple thousand years to find you, uh, but eventually fate will catch up with you. And then he just puts you in stasis and ejects you into space. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> just Good launches you in a coffin into space. Good luck, have fun. And you can't do anything about it, you're in stasis. Exactly. Great. So you just float around for for uh, a few years in space. So That sounds like a horrendous fate, by the way. Yeah. That is the end of the heresy for you. <sighs> Until three years after the heresy ends, you're just floating around in space. Right? And eventually you're picked up by a salvage ship, which just thinks you're scrap, okay. and obviously realize what you are. The thing is, the salvage ship had a stowaway, I guess, for lack of a better term. They had their normal crew and one Calidus assassin who was hidden on the ship. Ooh. Yeah. So the Calidus assassin broke open your uh, your stasis coffin, at which point you broke free and murdered everyone on the ship. Uh, oh God. ending with the assassin you had left one man alive actually because you needed someone to show you how to navigate the ship mm-hmm. so you kept this guy alive so you wanted to go to a particular planet uh, which I will show you here this is, if I can remember how to say this properly uh, Sagulas, uh, Sagulsa Sagulsa this is Sagulsa yeah. right this is the planet that your legion would have went to after the heresy. So your plan is to go there and, you know, regain your legion. Mm-hmm. Thing is, it's four years away because the ship you're on is a tiny, crappy salvage ship. So it doesn't have a warp engine. So you have to yeah. fly there normally. And that's what you do. For four years, you torture this one random guy you kept as a slave. As a pet. As a pet, basically, yeah. Uh, And when you finally arrive at the place, you meet your legion, uh, Mm -hmm. who are still there. They did go there after the heresy. They fought in the heresy and then just didn't break apart like all the rest of them. They all stayed together and then just went to this one planet to wait for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And after meeting them, you murdered the slave because he had seen... He had seen what you had become over those four years. He'd seen, you know, a deeper part of your mind and heard you say stuff that he didn't want them finding out about. So you murdered him. Yeah. Uh, You know, naturally. And you you took over your legion again. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, in the time that followed, it became, you know, clear to all present that your sanity was slipping. Right, you were pretty nuts by this point. <laughs> so you were, you had kind of lost your sense of purpose altogether. Right, you were just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff, not because of you know your usual point behind doing things. And you would also randomly fly in at random bouts of rage, madness, or depression at any given moment. Oh God. So you were pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, you got a bit manic. Okay. <laughs> That's a bad point in my life, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, remember, yeah. you know when you're going to be killed down to the last hour. 
right? Mm-hmm. And you spent your last night speaking to a statue as if it were the emperor. You're calling it the emperor. And by your or to your surprise, the statue responded to you when you spoke to it. Okay. Right? So the emperor ends up telling you that you're through the statue, telling you that your insanity was never your fault, right? And that you had been exactly what you were supposed to be until chaos involved itself. You were you were supposed to be this, you know, bloodthirsty, but to a point. That was always who you were supposed to be. But chaos got involved and tipped you over the edge. And then yeah. and then you became this. And eventually the this statue that's talking to you uh, starts to question whether or not you believe in fate being, you know, set in stone. At which point you break down and basically just say that you chose this path. You could have tried to avoid it. Whether you'd seen the visions and believed it was going to happen or not, you could have done things to avoid it, but you didn't. You always embraced it, and you know that you did that. Yeah. And so you finish your memoir. You were writing a book at the time. (laughs) You finish your memoir, which is titled The Dark, Mm. and you hide it in your fortress that your legion has been holding up in. And then you go to your throne room to await your final moments. Yeah. And you sit on your throne and you wait in the dark for, you know, fate. Yep. Now, the last moments of Conrad Kerr's come in the form of a vid log from a Kalidus assassin. Right? Yeah. It is believed that they were let into the fortress intentionally as no guards were found between the entrance and the throne room. No, like, there was nothing to get in the way. And I'll show you what a Kalidus assassin looks like, by the way. Uh, Hello. Wait, what? Uh, Some reaction. Sorry. Sorry. So, yep. for this little last bit, I am going to switch back to this awesome picture of the Night Haunter. Because I feel like it really yeah. embraces the point of what we're trying to get out here. Yeah. So, when the Calidus Assassin finally reached you, uh, on the vid log, we, it shows them entering the room, and then you speaking to them. And what you say is, Your presence does not surprise me, Assassin. I have known of you ever since your craft entered the eastern fringes. Why did I not have you killed? Because your mission and the act you are about to commit proves the truth of all I have ever said or done. I merely punish those who had wronged, just as your false emperor now seeks to punish me. Death is nothing compared to vindiction. Uh, vindication. Damn. Yeah. And the video feed cuts off as the assassin lunges towards Kurz. It is believed he allowed himself to be killed, but that is unconfirmed. I was about to say, if the video cut off, well, yes, is anything really confirmed? Well, that's it. <laughs> to this day, we actually don't know for a fact that the Night Haunter is dead. Well, I feel like they definitely wrote that story to be, you know, kind of a... We can... Bring him back if we need to. Well, they did right? that with all of them. <laughs> like, I mean, remember, they, Lionel Johnson got murdered and then his body got kidnapped by Jawas. 
Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. Like, Vulcans are perpetual, so no matter what happens to him, he'll come back eventually. Uh, one of them's running around with one hand because only one hand was found after him. Uh, two of them disappeared into the webway, one chasing the other. Like, they did this with all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any Primarch that's said to be dead is not actually dead unless we saw them die. So, one yeah. of Alpharius or Omegon is dead. And Ferris Manus is incredibly dead, and so are Horus and Sanguinius. Yeah. Other than that, all the rest of them that they're like, oh, we might be dead, probably not. <laughs> but that is all I have to say about this dude today. So we just have our tier list left. Oh, where is he on the tier list? I can't really see that. Well, do you remember that he was in D with Lorgar and we moved him up to the bottom in C? <laughs> To make Lorgar look worse. Yeah, actually, I do. So I feel like... He is last yeah. in C here. I mean, he... Is it wrong for me to bring him up at tier? Still last, but up in the next tier. Absolutely not. You can put him wherever you because, like. Please put him there, because... Uh, you gotta remember... I... Uh, mm. You gotta remember, this is a tier list of how you feel about them. Not like I how know, good they are, how bad they are, and like that, how powerful they are, and like, it's just Actually, which one you like the best. Who who is in this uh, C tier right now? C tier. <sighs> yeah, not a uh, B tier. Ah, okay. So at the at the moment, it is now Conrad last, then Ferris Manus, Rogel Dorn, Mortarian, Jagatai Khan, and Angron. <laughs> I feel like he could be. Uh... In the middle, maybe. Actually, I really like him. Yeah. You know what? I actually put him before Rogel Dawn, actually, I think. You want him in there? Or do you want him, yeah. in, do you want him on the other side? Actually, yeah, put him on the other side. He, he's better. He's better. <laughs> I like him. Well, he's the highest uh, traitor now, isn't he? Uh, No, Magnus is in S tier. And then, oh, actually, no, then yeah, Horus is top Magnus. of A. Oh, actually, yeah. Fulgrim's up in A as well. We've not done his episode yet, though. Oh, he might, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. He's probably getting bumped. <laughs> Maybe a bit. We'll have to see. <laughs> He'll be down yeah. here in C with the other traitors. <laughs> well, nobody takes the last spot. <laughs> that, that one has been set in stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should just retitle this to just Lorgar for D. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I could use. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm dying. Oh. I feel so bad. Right. All right. Would you like to round out for today? Sure thing. So, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Iterators of the Imperium podcast. It has been me, Miss, and Ryan, and we will see you in the next one. Take care and peace. Bye.